Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is a special edition of the No Spots podcast streaming live on Twitch, as well as most likely going on audio on Spotify and, and Amazon Music. Uh, today, Thursday, uh, September the 21st, is going to go down in history as another black day in the world of professional wrestling. 18 individuals from both WWE's main roster and NXT have been released in the wake of the closing of the Endeavor and WWE merger into becoming TKO Holdings. Uh, and this comes days after over 100 staff from the offices were let go as well, including uh, the widow of Hall of Famer Ultimate Warrior Dana Warrior. But that's what we're going to. We're not going to talk about that today. But what we are going to talk about are those releases again. The 18 releases today was double what was the the most releases that WWE did last year in April of 2022 when they let go of nine NXT uh, uh, or PC tra- uh, in, uh, person, personnel uh, last year. But this year, it's a mixture of both the main roster and uh, and and uh, NXT. I am joined, of course, as always, by my tag team partners. First and foremost, my guy, the Dark Lord Sif from the regular basement. Sif, how are you doing? Well, it's been a very intriguing day here at the regular basement um, because some stuff that we're going to talk about on Sunday was announced earlier, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. But then as you'll find out, in a few minutes, around 10.45, those good vibes I had, Champ and Sage, gone. But overall, things are good here at the regular basement overall. For everyone who's going to be in path of that nori- that little mini nor'easter that's going to come up the coast and hit the coasts and everything, please be safe. Champ, take it away. Uh- and of course, I am also joined by our New Japan analyst and my other taxi partner who woke up as this guy named Sage. Sage, what's going on, sir? You got it. I, I woke up as this guy named Sage, but throughout the day, I turned into, go ahead, put the names up. Put the names up. I, I turned into release day Sage. <laughs> Lord, the way that they've been popping people's heads off, like. The main roster pop was insane, but then the the NXT ones, I'm like, man. But we'll we'll get we're gonna deep dive into all this because this is this is just insane. 
Yeah, this is really insane. Again, as I mentioned, 18 in total were let go today. Uh, and I have to give big credit to not only the Sith, but also to Dem, who is our de facto stardom analyst, who has been also keeping track of all the releases and things like that. Uh, we were like we would have waited until Sunday to talk about this. But I figured with a story like this and the platform that we have, why not just go live right here in the aftermath of it and talk about it? while it's still fresh so here we are so we're gonna go i'm gonna go through the list of the 18 individuals that were let go today uh we started off with mustafa ali who had announced it himself on twitter by saying he was no longer with wwe which was very very strange given the fact that literally next saturday he had an nxt north american title shot but now he's not even with the company so that was already the first ball dropping right there was him announcing on social media and he was supposed to be on monday for the title for the title match of dominic and uh, dragon lee dragon lee so you you just cut all of that you cut a double uh, that whole program right there yeah pretty much insane so Mustafa Ali was one of the first to be announced. Then it came down to Emma, along with her husband, Riddick Moss. Both of them hadn't been seen on TV in a long time. Now they're gone. Rick Boos, another one who hasn't been seen on TV in a while, had just came back from injury last year after spending a year off with the uh, injured leg. He is gone. Aliyah, who hadn't been seen on TV since last year when they lost the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, her and uh, her tag team partner, Raquel Rodriguez, uh, she is now gone. Top dollar of Hit Row is gone, yet the other two members of Hit Row remain, uh, Ashanti Diodonis and uh, BFAB. But Top dollar is gone. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, who has spent the last bit of time on main event, uh, making a couple of appearances here and there on TV, but mostly on main event, he is gone with uh, this being the end of his second stint with the WWE. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, which was one of the biggest shocks of all because Ziggler's been with the company for 20 years and he hadn't been on TV since his uh, count out loss to Jordan Devlin uh, but now it looks like he is gone which is a big 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 time move to release someone who's been with the company that long has been one of your workhorses so there you go uh dana brooke who had recently been making appearances on nxt uh working with kaylani jordan and um, working programs down there after being drafted to raw the former 15 time 24 7 champion is no longer with wwe uh, the remaining members of Maximum Male Models, Mansoir and Masse, are now are now gone as well. That came from uh, Sean Rossap. Also gone from NXT, Quincy Elliott, uh, who had made a couple of appearances on TV. The last time he was on TV, I can't remember. I think it was Halloween Havoc of last year or something like that. But uh, he mostly was wrestling on the NXT live circuit and not really on NXT TV. He is now gone. Daba Kato who had recently had a program with Tyler Bate. He is now gone. As you know, Dabba Kato had had a couple a couple little things going on in the main roster, including uh, 
you know, being a part of Raw Underground during the Thunderdome era, uh, but he is now gone. Ulyssa Leon, who was tagging up with with uh, Valentina Faraz, her last program was when she was with uh, Nathan Frazier and Dragon Lee against the Metaphor. She is now gone. Uh, Bryson Montana, who never made it to NXT but had been seen on Level Up, I think, safe for remind well, for that little tidbit there. Uh, he is now gone. The final two are guys who were from the PC but never made it to NXT uh, Daniel MacArthur and Kevin Ventura Cortez again as I mentioned the last uh, last time there were this many releases on a single day was April of last year when nine members of the P- of the Performance Center and of NXT were let go this doubled that very number and man we are in a very this is a very very strange time with this merger closing and sending this many people out into the wrestling world uh, Sage, I want to start with you and get your thoughts and your reactions to this very, very, very crazy day of releases. So, first of all, these releases uh, were expected. They were expected. Some of the names weren't expected. They were expected. Like, Dolph Ziggler was definitely not expected. Um... The thing of it is, when you when you do something like this, because what's not going to be talked about is the releases that UFC is going to do. Nobody's going to really talk about that. There's going to be there's a lot of people going to be released because this holding group together, TKO is is is, is now a, a official, um, and you have to cut the slack. Now, on the WWE side of it, it's you got rid of some of the same positions that you got people in there for. So it makes no sense to have two, two different people doing the same job. That, that You're losing double money. You're losing extra money. That was understandable. But when you get rid of uh, people that can lead your locker room, such as Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, um, uh, um, <clears throat> Dana Brooke, who's helping lead that NXT locker room, you you create a void and an uncertainty for a lot of other people that is still left there who are not in that spotlight, who's not on main, who's not a main event name. You you leave it up to them looking like, uh, am I next? Am I on the chopping block? Especially with the Mustafa Ali and you had a program running. He had a, a current program running, and this is the character that he pitched out a while ago. He pitched this character out a while ago. So now after he even pitched this character and he finally gets to use this character, you cut him because of that, because of because of this holding group. That that's when he asked for his release, you should have gave it to him back then. You didn't want to give him his release back then because you knew he was too good of a talent to step out here and be in the independent scene. And some of these talents like Rick Boogs, we already seen Emma land in a perfect spot when she was in Impact. She only left. She only came back because her contract expired. So you got and then you got you don't think she going to take Riddick Moss with her to Impact? 
I already see I already see Emma going back to Empire, and I see Riddick Moss going with her. Like I really like it's it's about to be, and from the way that it's being said, no one has a ninety day compete club, non compete club, because of Riddick Moss's thing, what he wrote on there was about him going back to indie shows and and get ready to back the truck up he's no one has i don't think because of the way the holding group let go is i don't think the 90 day clause comes into contact with that so now these people are just released from their contract because there's no more space for you and um like uh, mustafa ali is not part of and what people didn't know mustafa ali not working with the wwe anymore is not part of the layoffs he's not part of the talent cut that they actually cut his whole thing was is a separate thing of him getting put off and then there are all the other talent cuts they're going to always group him in with this but actually his thing was something totally different and it came out um, Sean Ross Sapp came out. He he came out, came back out, and said it was something totally di- different with Mustafa Ali. So it's just in, it's just insane. Like I, I hope everybody, I hope everybody land in a great spot. I hope, I hope, I hope. There's a couple of other people that I think should be let go because they're not using them. And I hope everybody get where they want to go. I hope Shelton. So he just got cut off, so apologies for that. He should be back momentarily. Uh, but want to say hello to Sunshine, who gifted us 50 bits. Thank you, Sunshine. Love you. I just, I'll see you on your stream later on. And want to say hello to Hector, uh, who is joining us as well and is very astonished by the uh, releases that have come about as well. Uh, while we get Sage back here, I want to get the Silver Fox's thoughts on this. I know he has plenty to say about this. So, uh, Sith, the floor is yours, good sir. All right, y'all. Time for Uncle Sis to talk to y'all for a bit. Time for the old man to talk. Mustafa Ali, Emma, Rick Boogs, Aaliyah, Elias, Riddick Moss, Top Dalla, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler. And that's just this morning into this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Then, as we head towards the dinner hour, Dana Brooke, Mansoor, Massey, Quincy Elliott, Dabokato, Shanky, Ulyssa Leon, Bryson Montana, Montana, Daniel MacArthur, and Kevin Ventura Cortez. All these people got relief. All these people are gone. They're out of a job. Now, with Mustafa Ali, it was said that he wasn't a part of the talent cuts and he was just no longer working with WWE. Okay. So maybe he doesn't have a 90 day, but most of the main roster talent that got cut today, 90 day non-compete. Most of the NXT talent, 30 day non-compete. I would love to see Mustafa Ali in either New Japan, CMLL, Triple A Lucha Libre, Impact, 
or AEW. Okay? Because I have a message for every single one of these released talents, whether you are on TV or not. Our hearts break for you today. Our hearts do break for you today. Because we don't like covering it when people lose their jobs. There are four things on this podcast that Champ, Sage, Donnie, myself, and Dem get heartbroken discussing. We get heartbroken discussing deaths, criminal activity, people that have addiction issues that relapse, and terminations. And that's what we're doing today is releases. It, this is just flat out insane. And the weird thing is TKO went public 72 hours ago, no less than that, on the New York Stock Exchange. And today their stock price plummeted 14%. Now, Betcha, part of that was related to the releases because you had the news over here about the new deal that we're going to talk about Sunday night where it comes to regards of SmackDown. And then about two hours later or so, SmackDown, I mean, WWE starts coming out with these releases. I mean, it is inconceivable to me how your roster can be so overbloated that you don't know what to do with a Mustafa Ali, with an Emma, with the Rick Boogs, Aaliyah, Elias, Riddick Moss, Todd Ballard, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, two of your tenured vets. Dolph Ziggler's been there since 2003. He got stuck being a caddy for Chavo Guerrero when he was Kerwin White. Then he went and did the Spirit Squad. Spirit Squad got over like crazy. Then it's like, okay, let's do the show off. That caught heat. Dana Brooke, although she was a bodybuilder, she got stuck into a pattern on the main roster with the women that if you're not five or six people, we got nothing for you. We'll try to find something, but you have to go beyond these people first. Mansoor and Mace, those guys got put into a gimmick that was never going to take off, but they made the best of it. Quincy Elliott, we hardly knew you, dude. We hardly knew you. Please, sir, please go somewhere else and thrive. Dabaketa, who came in during Raw Underground, we're like, holy shit, who is this dude? And then he was later Commander Aziz with Apollo Crews when Apollo Crews was doing the Nigerian Prince thing and became, I believe, IC champion for a while. Good stuff. Shanky, who was entertaining as fuck. Who remembers Shanky dancing and just having a good time? Mm-hmm. You know, Ulyssa Leon, who had promise in the women's tag team division, but this is WWE we're talking about. Bryson Montana, he was on level up a couple of times. We didn't get to Daniel MacArthur and Kevin Matera Cortez, who never even made it to level up. So please, out of respect to these individuals, 
do not come into our chat or message us on Twitter asking us who's next to be fired. We're not here to do that. Not at all. My heart breaks today, champ. It honestly does. And I'm glad Whitney's not here to see this because this would have devastated her. Because she knows this is one of the hardest things that we always have to cover. And it's heartbreaking whenever we do it. Champ, I yield the floor. All right. I, we got Sage back. So, Sage, I want you to continue what you were saying uh, before you got cut off. Because you were you were, you were, you were getting your shit off. Uh, as, as I was saying, um, it, it, it's really... It, as if, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of what Sif said at this point. Like It's really upsetting to see that these people... Who that we are definitely were okay with being there on the roster that TKO said for some unforeseen and president reason that these wrestlers had to go. It's just going to create a very very bad turnover in the back of in the back of WWE's uh, internal internal situations. A lot of people are not going to come there. A lot of people are leaving. Uh, it's already bad enough that a lot of people like Will Osprey don't want to be there. Um, Will Osprey don't want to be there. Um, well, say to be fair, to be fair, Osprey said he don't want to sign with an American promotion because he doesn't want to move to America. Yeah, but before that, he also seen how. Ricochet has gotten lost in the shuffle. He's seen how the the people that he's put on five star matches with that's in some of his five star match caliber things. He's seen how they also have been lost in the shuffle, and it, it it just doesn't. When they come over to America and get signed, you get lost in the shuffle. That's every promotion here. That's every promotion here, but WWE is the main one where I'm good for two months, and then next thing you know, I'm not seen on TV for almost a year for no apparent reason. Aaliyah was healthy. They you they can't release her if she's still injured. Aaliyah was healthy and sitting in catering. Not even, not even. I've read the report. She wasn't even brought to TV. She was at home. Oh, that's even worse. She's at home. Y'all, y'all, what? Come on, bro. Come on. It, that's just not fair. That's not fair to these people. Like, I, it, it, it needs to start being with WWE when they do these contracts with people. If you release me ahead of my contract, I need a payout of something. I need a payout of something. Restructure those contracts. That I get a payout of something if you just release me for no apparent reason. You basically, your quote-unquote layoff situation. Now, Top Dollar is the only person in this whole thing that I can understand being laid off. He's literally the only person. He couldn't go to all the elite with Swerve, so Hit Row couldn't go. He, he come back and he got heat and then made it as a clown because he botched the top rope dive. So he's the only one out of everybody that's been that's being let go 
He's literally the only one that makes sense. That's one out of 18. That's 17 other people that you just sent on about their way past. Thank God you ain't just give, give them a trash bag with this shit. I'm glad that era is over. I'm glad that era is over. I'm so glad that era is over. Like, I'm glad y'all did not just give him a trash bag and say, go about your business. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. It, this, is, this is ridiculous. This is not fair to those people who sat there and bust their ass off in that PC. You, you kind of make people move down to Florida just to be in that PC all the time, being able to work in that PC and just for you not to... Just for you to let them go later? Aaliyah, Aaliyah has been with the company since 2018. She didn't get up to the main roster till 2023. I mean, no, 2021. No, 22, I'm sorry. She was with them in 18, didn't come up to the main roster until 21. You let everybody else out jump this girl, and she actually was, it was actually being told she was the hardest working person in the fucking PC. Besides Liv Morgan. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, 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 I'll never get these these mass releases that they do because I, I just don't understand how you come up with these names. Shelton Benjamin enhances talent all the time. You need somebody like Shelton Benjamin in your fucking locker room. You need somebody like that man. That man did that man on his was on his second stint of being here and you just let him go for what reason? That was and then it's what pisses me off is it's your creative that don't got shit. You got all these people sitting in the booth that don't got shit. They ain't got shit for nobody. So everybody else gotta suffer? Nah man. This is not fair. That's just not fair. I yield the full of there. Yeah. Um, so my thoughts, and then uh, we're going to a, a, another quick topic, which myself and Sith won't talk about until sat, sat, until Sunday, but Sage wanted to get his thoughts on it, which is the new deal for SmackDown going to the USA Network. We'll, get, we'll let Sage get his thoughts on that. But my thoughts on this are basically, I basically concur with my, with my tag team partners here. Obviously, um, Guys like Shelton Benjamin and Dolph Ziggler are a dime a dozen. They're 20-plus-year vets who know the WWE system and are just workhorsemen when it comes to working in that system and being able to know how to get talent over. They know, they know how to do it. They're not new to this. They've been doing this for a long time. I mean, Dolph Ziggler was able to make Jordan Devlin look even more dangerous than we knew he looked. Shelton Benjamin was able to rock with Cedric Alexander, who's another vet, maybe not be a vet to WWE as long as him, but a vet nonetheless, and was able to make things work. Then you have someone like a Emma, who was who came up in the WWE system, was let go, went out to the Indies and to NWA and Impact, and and improved herself and rebuilt herself, 
And then you bring her back for you bring her back for that open challenge against Ronda, and then you barely do anything with her except to have her next to her husband. And then you take her husband off of TV, Beyonce. and now he has nothing. No, they're they're married. Nah, I came out. They they wasn't married yet. He, they still engaged. Oh, one yeah, report said they was they were married. Okay, okay. Well, fiance. Wow. Either either way, you had her on with her. You had her on screen with her real life partner, and then you did nothing with that. Okay, there you go. That shit, Dabak- that shit was supposed to go. I'm sorry. That shit was supposed to go. Yeah, <laughs> especially because it looked like Riddick Moss was about to turn. He was turning heel. That's what was crazy. He was turning heel. So that's what's crazy about that. All right, next up, um, Mustafa Ali. Y'all didn't want to release this man last year because he knew his worth. He knew he could go somewhere else and really get his shit off. But that y'all, y'all kept him there. Then y'all bring him back, start to build him to something. So now y'all made him even more of a valuable asset to any wrestling promotion uh, th- this year than he was last year because he was a valuable asset last year. Now he's an invaluable asset this year. He will make somebody's uh, somebody's roster very much more enhanced with his presence on screen with the creative mind that he has. Okay, so but that's that's there. Rick Boogs, he had a thing going with Nakamura. He did the guitar thing. They you know announced Nakamura. That thing worked out. But then he had the unfortunate accident at WrestleMania last year, trying trying to lift up both Usos and blew out his fucking leg. He could never recover from that. Physically, he recovered, but. Character-wise, he could never recover. What they were doing to him, having him with Elias and all that stuff, wasn't really connecting. Elias, another person that we that, that was let go. This man went through so much shit, even becoming his own quote-unquote younger brother, which was whatever what the hell that was. I really, they really did, they really dropped the ball on Elias. Uh, Elias, I mean, I'll be honest, Elias wasn't the perfect worker. He wasn't the best, but he was, his character work was really good, and his in-ring work was substantial, okay? It was substantial, but it got, but his character work got the job done, and I think that was a wasted opportunity there. Sage, you are dying to say something. I am. Elias is another exception in this situation. They may have released him. But his contract been over. His contract was already done. He's been working without a contract for the last six weeks. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that was new. Mm-hmm. Sith, you you like you got something to say too? Yeah. And Elias said this on X Twitter, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He mentioned something that we all knew. That he was Ezekiel. But he thanked the fans for everything, though. This reminds me too much of when Mustafa Ali founded Retribution. They let, the, let him let the cat out of the bag and said, oh, by the way, I was a SmackDown hacker. You know, WWE really, and it's creative. Let's get down to it. It's creative. When you don't have a serious brand split, this shit's going to happen. Where you have all this talent that you could use over here, they can't get used, so they're just stuck in the background. Well, okay, so really quickly, uh, because we're really on a roll here. um, 
Matt Cardona, who we all know was let go during a, another black day in wrestling back in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic, uh, he had a message for all the individuals who were released today, and I'm going to read it. He posted it on Twitter uh, earlier today, and it's a really, really good message, and I think he, along with a couple of others, uh, posted theirs, uh, posted uh, tweets as well about this. So he said, quote, to those who were just released, this can be the end of your career. Or it can be, be the beginning. Look yourself in the mirror and decide. I promise you the work and the money is out there. It's not easy. It's a grind. It's a hustle. It's frustrating. But it, can al it also can be incredibly rewarding in more ways than one. If you work your fucking ass off, I hope to see you all down the road. And right there... Cardona is 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 living proof. That man went out there on the indies and became the indie god. He won multiple indie championships, including the GCA, GCW World Championship, uh, Heavyweight Championship. He won a championship in DDT Pro Wrestling. He has been on fire on the indies and has only made a couple of appearances in major promotions like Impact and uh, AEW. Other than that, where he, in, in, in Impact, he was the uh, second ever digital media champion. And he did a great job with that. So he's living proof that you don't just because you got released from WWE doesn't mean you can't go out there and make bread. Step Delander, who's been his his right hand on the Indies the last couple of years, was per, was formerly Persia Perota at NXT. She said, "Quote: Getting released by WWE can be the best thing or the worst thing to happen to your career. The choice is yours, and my success proves that." That is absolute facts right there from Step from Step Delander, and then Mike Bennett who was also released around the same time as Matt Cardona in 2020. Quote, today can be the worst day of your life, or it can be the day everything changed. Today can be the finish line, or it can be the starting line. It's all up to you. Remember that phone call, but don't let it define you. So I, hold on, I'm, I'm loading up the rest of it because it's pretty long. Uh, tweet from from Mike Bennett, who again he was released around the same time as Matt Cardona, along with his wife uh, Maria Canellis Bennett. So he says, uh, "Don't let it define you. Like, remember that phone call, but don't let it define you. Your talent and your value is not determined by one person or company. Put your head down." Ignore everything you hear and just get back to work. Immediately getting to work on the next thing in your life is a great way to deal with the emotional roller coaster you are inevitably going to feel. You can't control what just happened, but you absolutely can't control how you respond to it. It's day one, but you're not starting over. You have new knowledge and experience and equity that you've built over the years. It's day one of the next phase of your life. I'm I'm telling you, these are some great words from individuals who were also let go from the vaunted WWE system and were able to go out and still be successful. Mike Bennett currently uh, a, a mainstay on AEW uh, and Ring of Honor TV, along with uh, Matt Taven and things like that. Again, Steph Delander had... Had a brief spell with Impact, but has been rolling around in the Indies with Matt Cardona to great success. So clearly, they know what is what this what to to tell these guys and gals who've just been let go uh, and are going to have to face the realities of not being par a part of this system anymore. Uh, so it's very much a very interesting time here for these guys. And uh, when I look, I look at this whole thing in totality. 
it's just it's just crazy to me that it's crazy to me, but also it's something that I've seen before. Okay, this is something I've seen before because I work for a corporate uh, a corporate uh, consulting firm, a global consulting firm. Since I've been with this firm, we've had three mergers, three mergers in the and I've been with this firm five years. We've had three mergers in five years and each one of those mergers, there has been what we call in the industry a reduction in force, R, uh, uh, RTF, meaning that, as Sif mentioned earlier on, or, no, as I, one of you guys mentioned early on, you have two people doing the same job, making the same amount of money, but as a cost-cutting measure, one of them has to go. Now, usually, determining who gets uh, impacted in a reduction in force is dependent upon several factors, such as performance, and length of time uh, uh, and uh, length of time and service. Here, you can't really. You, it's really hard to say what factored into this. Whether it was time, time and service. Whether it was performance. Whether it was financial. But clearly, those factors were here when these decisions were made. Now, these decisions are not very not easy decisions. They are hard decisions. In our, in my world, in the corporate world, you get a zoom, you get a, a email with a link to a Zoom call. You get that, you already know what time it is. They're they're telling you that your position has been impacted. You no longer have a job. We just had a reduction in force recently, where my team lost a large large number of people, including individuals who I personally were mentoring. And it it, it hurt. It hurt a lot, but it it unfortunately is a necessary evil in in this in business it's a necessary evil i hate to say it that way but that's what it is it's, it's something that's going to happen you just pray that it's not you that's affected unfortunately today we have 18 individuals who their dream was to make it to this company and now that dream is over and now they're going to have to figure out their next move. And if they listen to the advice of a Matt Cardona, of a Mike Bennett, of a Steph DeLander, their next move is going to be their best move. Period. Point blank period. Their next move is going to be their best move. It's going to be great. So I want to talk about some of these. Uh, so basically Emma, Emma really like was it was interesting with Emma because she literally tweeted Prior to being given her notice that she was being released about a dream of being able to wrestle in Australia because it was announced earlier today before this came out that Elimination Chamber is coming to Australia in February of next year. So it'll only be the second premium live event to take place in the country of Australia ever after Super Showdown that took place a couple a few years ago. And she was over the moon about possibly being able to be in front of her home countrymen in Australia. Then literally minutes later, it was, oops, never mind, I just got released. Imagine? Imagine. You find out that the play, your employer is going to your home country for a premium live event, and you're like over the moon, and then minutes later you're like, Oh shit! Never mind. I'm not gonna be there because I'm no longer there. Like that's fuck. I don't mean to laugh, but it's just so fucking crazy to me that she was so happy about this announcement, 
Only for minutes later to find out that it does it doesn't even apply to her because she's no longer a WWE superstar. Come on, guys. Let's 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 be let's let, this is crazy. Um, Aaliyah was also somebody who confirmed her release on Twitter, saying, quote, as of today, I am no longer a part of WWE. That's got to be heartbreaking. Again, she was at home. She hadn't been to TV in forever. Uh, Shelton Benjamin was also went also went to WWE, went to Twitter to announce his release, but thank WWE for everything and was looking forward to the next chapter. Um, Riddick Moss also was on, on Twitter. He announced his release as well, but said that he said, quote, quote, I did it. I graduated from WWE. I know a lot of people think my career really took a downturn once Mr. Levesque took over. But in actuality, my, pre, my pre-match fee skyrocketed through the roof. Other promoters get ready to back the Brinks truck up. So, so Riddick Moss knows his worth. He knows his worth. He's a former WWE superstar, so he knows his worth. Um... So it's it's just crazy to me that we're we're here talking about this. There's other there's something else that I want to get Sage's thoughts on. We'll give our thoughts on this on Sunday, and that is the announcement that uh, SmackDown, after being on Fox for the last four for the last four plus years, will be returning to the USA Network in tw- in the fall of 2024. Uh, the new deal is worth over one point over one point six billion dollars, and we'll see SmackDown stay on Friday nights, but air on the USA Network instead of on Fox. Uh, there was also talk that Raw uh, that Raw could could stay on USA and stay on Monday nights, or it could move, which will be the first time ever that the Raw program would not air on Monday nights, which it has been since its debut in January of nineteen ninety three. Again, myself and Sif, we'll give you our thoughts on this on Sunday on the podcast. But, Sage, you said you wanted to give your thoughts on this here and now. So the floor is yours, my friend. Go ahead and talk about it. Okay. Um, USA, the the raw thing about the USA Network, it will be the second time that it don't air due to it used to air on TNN. No, it was still on Mondays on TNN. I remember. Oh, it's still on Mondays. Oh, they they still. I know. I saw a couple of reports saying it's still gonna be on Monday. It's supposed to still be Monday, but there's a lot of people got their hands in it. So speaking of gotten their hands in it, Universal has gotten their hands in the the rights for SmackDown, which they're moving it back to USA, which kind of confuses me because. NBC, you holds all of NBC things. So the they said the reason they wanted this back so bad was because it it's uh, grinding the eighteen to 40, 49 year old de- demographic. But do they not realize that Fox is a public service television channel? The, it's a regular channel that you don't need cable. Man, you might need one of your antenna boxes and, and to do it, but you don't have to have cable. Instead, you're going to put it on a cable channel, and now that $1.3 billion deal that it's about to be worth is going to only go to half because you're not going to produce what Fox produced when they had SmackDown on regular television. That makes it made no sense. It made sense to bring it into the group share hole of 
of NBC because you had the Peacock Hub, you had the you have it on USA, you have most of your shows on USA. So I understand bringing SmackDown over to there, but you could have put this on NBC four. Why did it have to go to USA? It could have went on NBC four, and it, and and you could have gotten the same demographic, just another channel. But you went to put it on a cable channel, and you still have people out here that don't have cable. Well, I can, I can, I can, I, I can interject there. I think the problem is that NBC, the network, um, I think they already have like a preset sort of schedule of shows that come on Fridays. Right, which is which. This is not supposed to happen until. Uh, October of 2024. Okay, y'all moved. Y'all made sure to move a whole. Y'all made sure to move Dateline Wednesday because you wanted to have Chicago Wednesday. So you got Fire Man and PD all in one day. Like it, it for them, it, it was it wasn't nothing. I don't even think a real show comes on on Fridays on NBC anymore. So on you, they really should have went ahead and put that on there, and and now you're gonna have a lot of disgruntled people because you're you're gonna have you're gonna fall severely because you did not do your due diligence and put it on a normal television channel, so people can that eighteen to forty nine demographic could still be able to access it. That's why SmackDown is doing so so much fire. It goes off, and the Fox Five News come on right behind it. You're gonna get an increase. I'm gonna leave this on this channel. If I doze off in the middle of it, the news gonna be on at ten o'clock, and that's gonna wake me up. But your television recording that you sat here and watched it—that's why they they killed it. They killed it on Fox. Fox Fox should have kept it. I feel Fox should have kept it. I get it that they bring it into the, the whole banner. They're trying to put everything all in one banner. But sometimes everything all in one banner is it, not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, we've seen how SmackDown ratings are affected being on Fox as opposed to the cable network uh, uh, FS1. We've Absolutely. seen the disparity in, in ratings. We've seen that they average around over 200, 2 million viewers overall on Fox on a weekly basis. But when they are put on FS1 for a week because something's on the Fox network, those ratings plummet. They plummet. They plummet hard. So, again, I'll give myself and Sith will give our thoughts on this on Sunday. But, I mean, it's an interesting development, especially on a day like this where we did get the news about yeah, uh, you know, the releases and stuff like that. It's, it's, a lot has happened today. A lot has happened today. And hopefully uh, we don't hear of any more releases between now and uh, the time we come back on for the podcast on uh, Sat on Sunday and things like that. So very, very, very strange times that we live in. Uh, before we end this off, uh, Sith, I wanted to get your final thoughts on everything that's happened today between 
the SmackDown rights, the link that I just sent to Champ that we'll probably discuss as well on Sunday regarding Hulu and the releases. This is up there with one of the strangest days of me doing podcasting that's not politically related. I'll yeah. be honest with you, Champ and Sage, as well as everyone. This is one of the strangest days, politics aside, that I've ever had to cover as a part of this network. But it also reminds me that in tough days like this, it helps to have a good team that's willing to say, okay, here, this is what resources I'm calling. This is what I'm calling. And we all just banded together and got it done. So shout out to them for pitching out with the releases. Shout out to Sage for joining us tonight. We appreciate you, bro. No problem. No Sam problem. For telling me, hey, man, um, instead of doing this all Sunday night, Let's go live around seven. I'm like, hurt. Let's do it. Boom. Got it out there. So I appreciate everyone. And for the people yeah. that got released, our heart breaks for you. But as Matt Cardona said, look in the mirror, know your worth, get out there and do what you do. Period. Absolutely. Sage, what about you? Any final thoughts, sir? Um, this is insane. Um, I hope everybody ends out on a on a good on on the positive side of this. Um, I can't wait to see some of the younger talent that was uh let go in other places. Um. It's just insane that these people just lost their job because of basically in in long term and long running, Vincent Man strong arm his way back in the company and creates a merger and a sale all at the same damn time. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, like I said, my final thoughts are again as someone who has experienced this three times in the last five years, it doesn't get it never gets easier. And it's always tough, especially when you know it's someone that you've grown a bond with, you've worked with. Uh, I had a, a, a manager during our during an all hand during our all hands meeting a couple months ago, who literally broke down and cried because a lot of people that were affected by our recent RTF were people that she bonded with, and she literally broke down. And it was heartbreaking to see because that's the type of bond you grow. So I'm pretty sure a lot of the guys and gals in the backstage area are pretty hurt by this. But they understand that, you know, it's business. Uh, it's a business and, you know, things are going to go on. But it just sucks to have to talk about this. It sucks to have to experience this and um, things like that. And so with that being with that being said, uh, to the 18 that were let go, I'm sure that you all will land on your feet and will do great things moving forward. Again, guys like Cardona and Bennett and Steph Delander and... Uh, even, you know, guys like, you know, it, a lot of guys who got released during that time are, are doing well. Heath is doing well in Impact. He's doing very well. Mm -hmm. um, Rhino. Rhino's doing well. Uh, a lot of guys are doing well in Impact. A lot of guys are over in, in AEW. Look at, uh, 
look at uh, Menard and, and and Parker. You know, they were let go from NXT, and now they're doing pretty well. They haven't won any championships in AEW, but they get they they were but, prominently featured for a time when they were part of the Jericho, yeah, for the Jericho Appreciation Society and stuff like that. So. You know, being released from WWE is not the end of the world. Like, if this was back in like nineteen, was, this is back in like between twenty, like twenty twenty, like two thousand one and two thousand and, and and you know two thousand and five or six, it would be like you'd be relegated to the indies making less than what you were making. But then Impact came along, and Impact became a landing point for people who either got released or let their contracts uh, expire, and they went there and made a pretty good made pretty good money. And now you have AEW and Impact. So you have at least two big options in terms of major promotion that you can go to. Make a pretty good, uh, make some pretty good money and get some pretty good exposure, but also have a pretty good schedule, especially with Impact, where they do two days of tapings and then you're off for like a month and you can go and do other shit. So I think they're, they're gonna, it's going to work out for a lot of them, especially a, like a Mustafa Ali who has such a creative mind and a Dolph Ziggler who has 20 years of experience in that system and he could bring that to the table. Uh, a Shelton Benjamin who did go to the Indies when he was let go the first time and was doing well. He actually met Mia Yim on the uh, Indies and helped Mia Yim get out of an abusive relationship while they were working on the Indies. A lot of people may not know that. Mm-hmm. Which That's about it. He's best friend. Yeah, and that's why they always give each other shit on Twitter. I remember, I remember a lot of their Twitter exchanges back in the day uh, before Benjamin came back to WWE. He used to give they used to give each other shit a lot uh, because of how close they were. But she always credited him with saving her life because she was in a very abusive relationship at the time, and he got her out of it. And now she's married to Keith Lee, and she's happy, and she's doing well. So there you go. Uh, but that's all we have for this special edition of the No Spots podcast, talking about the 18 release uh, WWE superstars from Thursday, September the 21st. Uh, we will be back on Sunday live on Twitch for the weekly wrestling podcast. Uh, myself and Sif, we will talk about the SmackDown uh, television rights deal that was struck and announced today. Uh, we will also talk about all the other news that happened this week outside of these releases. Please Plus, we will look back on the uh, the week that was in wrestling, including what happened on last night's Dynamite with those big with those big stories, including what happened to Moxley, the uh, the heel turn, uh, and everything like that. Plus, we will have our retro rewind of Starcade 1985. Plus, we will look back on uh, Victory Road, which was a, about a week and a half ago. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, but for Sith and for Sage. We appreciate you. Thank you for uh, joining us as always, and they thank you for Hector for being here and be and being a part of this. And what he says technically, episode two nine two hundred nineteen and a half. <laughs> that's funny. That's that's funny. It is that's funny. It that's is funny. Anyway. We hope that you all enjoyed it. We will catch you guys on Sunday. Otherwise, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Take care and have a good one. Peace out. Adios. Hey, guys. It's Champ here. We hope you enjoyed that episode of No Spots Podcast. If you did, make sure you are following us so you can be notified when we upload new episodes. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, facebook.com slash nospotspod, as well as on Twitter at truenospotspod. We will catch you on the next episode. Myself, Donnie Wrestling, and The Sith. 
for the No Spots Podcast on the True Radio Network.